Welcome to the Faithful Feminists Podcast. I'm Elise. And I'm Channing. And this is the third episode of our Holy Week series titled, Whom Seekest Thou? Restorative Easter Reflections. Easter is often a time when we look back on the experiences of Jesus during Holy Week. But if we root our worship readings in our time, we rediscover the radical roots of Easter. Join us each day of Holy Week as we share poems and sermons exploring how Holy Week calls us to restore reverence for marginalized communities engaged in the holy work of righteous unrest. We will also be donating and encouraging donations for different organizations and collectives each day. Today's episode is for Holy Tuesday, and Elise will be sharing a short sermon. Sometimes the Tuesday of Holy Week is considered to be the day of confrontations. For after a hoopla of palm fronds and an evening of overturning tables, the religious leaders of the city could not take another day of Jesus. I imagine, too, that this upset was fueled by the panicked, condescending, holier-than-thou words of city members who rushed to their leaders' doors to issue their complaints. I heard Jesus curse as he overthrew one of the tables. I saw Jesus practicing magic with his friend Lazarus. Jesus spends all his time with harlots and sinners. I don't think he's fit to be a rabbi. And Jesus is always speaking out against the system. I think he is sowing seeds of contention. And even with all these complaints, it seems the religious leaders were most upset at Jesus for establishing himself as a spiritual authority. Said differently, they were upset at Jesus for speaking truth, enacting change, and igniting a community. So, like many religious leaders of our time, they organized an ambush, or a disciplinary council, one might say, with the intent to place Jesus under arrest. For in their minds, Jesus was already guilty, and they had already made the decision to put him to death. But they needed evidence to implicate him as a false prophet. Thus, he was confronted with questions of authority, money, marriage, and choosing the greatest commandment. And in a very Jesus-esque way, he responded with courage, honesty, wit, and love, which ultimately halted such a vindictive ambush. So while I really do wish some of our leaders would learn from this encounter, and I also recognize how I am often far more like these religious leaders than Jesus in this situation, I'm not going to hold my breath. Instead, I ask myself, what can I learn from Jesus about coming face to face with what confronts me? And I think back to my early self, the one who found shelter in quiet, contentionless spaces, always bending over backwards to keep the peace and bowing out of confrontations. I think of times I've become defensive or denied the hurt I've caused others while simultaneously expecting to be comforted. Within the system of white supremacy, such characteristics are not novel or even unique to me. In fact, Drs. Tema Okun and Kenneth Jones remind us how fear of open conflict and defensiveness are two characteristics of white supremacy culture. First, people in power are scared of conflict and try to either run away from it or simply ignore it. When conflict does arise, we often find ourselves blaming the person for bringing up this uncomfortable topic rather than listening to or engaging with the issues at hand. 
Here we also see an emphasis on being polite and the continued requirements that people calm down and change their tone when sharing ideas. Second, were an open conflict to arise, we are highly likely to meet it with defensiveness. And whether our defensiveness shows up as criticism or objection, we white people spend lots of energy trying to explain or push back against charges of racism instead of examining how racism might actually be happening. So on this Tuesday of Holy Week, I invite us to come face to face with what confronts us. Sometimes that might look like challenging these aspects of white supremacy culture by practicing conflict and emotional resilience, reflecting on past conflicts and seeing how we could have handled things differently, or identifying our own defensiveness and then asking ourselves, what am I defending against and why? Other times, facing what confronts us might look like confronting power structures and institutions by calling out racism, homophobia, and transphobia in the church, even if we are afraid. Finally, and perhaps most frequently, facing what confronts us might look like not charging Black, Brown, and Indigenous folks with questioning accusations meant to trap, harm, and convict them. However you choose to come face-to-face with confrontation today, I hope we remember that confrontation always has the radical possibility of turning us toward each other in an attempt to build more honest, loving relationships. Today, please consider joining us in donating to Black Phoenix Organizing Collective. From their website, they share, Black Phoenix Organizing Collective is building a bigger, better, blacker future in Phoenix, Arizona. We practice cultural organizing among intergenerational Black folks that centers queer and trans people, formerly incarcerated, disabled people, and Muslim immigrants and refugees. Black Phoenix Organizing Collective is building Black power through political education, leadership development, and creating independent, self-reliant, and generative alternatives to systems of oppression. We prioritize the needs of Black people through two programs— disability justice, and reproductive justice. We believe that supporting mental health care, holding and creating space for vulnerability is a piece of how we free ourselves as abolitionists. We are moving to breaking down harmful systems and building new ones. We also learned over the last year that we also have to commit ourselves to transformative justice practices, even when it's painful or uncomfortable in all spaces. We encourage you to visit their website at blackphxoc.org to donate. Thank you so much for joining us for our Holy Tuesday episode. We hope you'll join us tomorrow for another episode of Whom Seekest Thou? Restorative Easter Reflections.